Howdy and welcome to Your Why Season 5 Episode 1. Today we have Hannah on um, and we're super excited to be talking about Houston Welcomes Refugees. They've been on the podcast before, talk about everything that's happening uh, with the Afghan refugees. Um, it's going to be a really good episode and today's episode is actually brought to you by the Chapelwood Bookstore. The Chapelwood Bookstore has partnered with Boomtown Coffee, which is a local small business that has um, that not only roast their own beans, but has several retail locations in the Houston area. Their bean is direct sourced as well as ethically produced. I'm drinking a mocha today, and what are you drinking, Hannah? I'm drinking a vanilla latte, and it is it's delicious. Yes, mine is very good. <laughs> Go stop by uh, Bobby and Sam, who help run it. They're awesome, friendly people. Go talk with them. They'd love to see you all down there. So Hannah, do you want to introduce yourself um, to the audience, let them know who you are, what you do, and why you're here today? Yes, I am Hannah Quillen. I'm the Executive Director of Houston Welcomes Refugees. I've been with the organization for almost nine months, which has been a joy, and I'm just excited to share about refugees, which has been quite the buzzword this last month. (laughs) Yes, you're right. And so uh, just for, you know, this is the, the season premiere of season five, just so you, the audience know, the people that have been with us, you know, we're we're really cutting down these episodes. We're really wanting them to be about 15 uh, to 20 minutes long. So you're going to kind of get um, a bite-sized piece here. And then we're also going to be recording a second episode with Hannah. So make sure to follow up with that uh, next week. And so um, let's just start off here. What is Houston Welcomes Refugees like? For the person who's never heard that, doesn't know anything, can you break it down for us? Yes. So we are a nonprofit local organization, as you can tell by our name, Houston Welcomes Refugees. And our mission is to mobilize invested, caring volunteers to ease the resettlement process for refugees that are coming to our city and to foster hope amidst the crisis. So we were founded in 2016 in response to the biblical teachings on God's love for the nations. And in those past five and a half years, we've actually welcomed over a thousand refugees. God has been really good to us. And I'm just excited for your listeners to hear more about how to get plugged in. Yeah, it's great. And so, um, I mean, Houston Welcome Refugees, we've been partnering with them for a couple of years now, yes. and we're just super excited. And it, you know, one of the beautiful things about these partnerships that we as Chapel would have is that whenever crises happen whenever things that are out of the norm happen and we as a church look to ways to respond it's not like we are like we have to figure this all out on our own right we have these amazing partners and houston welcomes refugees is one of those that we can turn to in a time whenever we turn on the news and we see all that's happening with the af i'm in afghanistan and all the refugees that are coming the people who are being displaced and we go okay what can we do as the church to help this right now and we turn to houston welcomes refugees so i think a lot of people watching the news and social media, other things are seeing that refugees are coming to the U.S. and not only to the U.S., but particularly to our area of the U.S., Houston. Why is that? For the person who doesn't know, like, why is Houston becoming this hub or, you know, has it been a hub for refugees and what does that look like? Yes. I don't think many people realize, especially if you live in Houston, I didn't realize for a long time, Houston's actually always been one of the top resettlement cities in the U.S. And right now we are. And 
the reason that is, is we're one of the most ethnically diverse cities in the U.S. So oftentimes refugees, wherever they may be coming from, they probably have a community that they can find here of people that speak their language or are familiar with their culture. Um, We're Texans, so we're friendly. So we're a welcoming environment. We have a world-class medical center here and a great economy. So it's just a ideal city for people to resettle in. Yeah. Well, and I think that's uh, like for me, having walked into this job straight Mm -hmm. out of college um, and never having, I lived in Houston when I was really young, but then moved away. I don't think I was something I ever put together till I was told. And it was like, Hey, Houston's a huge spot for refugees. And that's because, you know, there are, you know, we're so ethnically diverse that you can plug them into communities where there are people that are, from the country that they are like, you know, yes, that they're coming from. And so like how big that is. And I think we as the church understand that community is big. Yes. It's something that we all desire, especially in the past year and a half where we've experienced COVID and we've started away. Now more than ever, we realize, wow, we need community. And how big is it for these refugees to be able to come here and meet, um, meet people. I remember I heard one story about someone who, um, got resettled. I can't remember from where, and they, the comp, um, the apartment complex that got moved into, they like met someone who they had known from that country. Yes. That right? is so common. here. Yeah. And I'm like, how cool is that? Like that there's that just that I'm sure the peace that gives someone after all they've been through mm-hmm. in that process is huge. Yes. And that feeling of home of meeting some, I mean, I've, I'm sure you've studied, um, you traveled internationally and we're both Aggie. So I'll mention this, but seeing (laughs) someone in like Italy with an Aggie ring, it already just has that conversation you'll start with. And you don't feel like you haven't gone through some trauma. You're not searching for home and it's still so comforting. So like you said, someone coming from trauma, from a crisis and resettling and finding someone that speaks their language, maybe from their hometown. That's such a comfort. Yeah. For Houston Welcomes Refugees, what are the level, what are y'all doing exactly logistically to help these refugees resettle? Yes. Um, what does that look like? So we run three programs. So the refugees that we work with, they have gone through a lengthy vetting process and a long journey before finally arriving in the U.S. And when they get here, they come with next to nothing. I mean, families of seven to nine come with one duffel bag to share between them. So there's just a loss of belongings, but also a loss of community, um, a loss of identity. So that's where we come in and we have three different programs. The first is our starting essentials program. So that's donated welcome kits. I think Chapel Wood's been involved with our welcome kits before. And those are just starting essentials. So exactly what you would think those are, bedding kits, um, kitchen kits of various items in the kitchen, personal care kits, backpacks for kids, those basic needs. And then we have move-in teams that volunteer for one hour during their lunch break. Typically from a busy day at work, you get to go over, pick up the kits, unpack them in the refugees apartment, um, stock their pantry, stock their fridge, leave a hot meal, and just pray over the apartment before the family arrives. So the families typically arrive in the evening. So you just pray over it knowing the next person that comes into the apartment will be a tired refugee finally coming to their permanent home in the U.S. Yeah. So that's one of our programs. Yeah. That's awesome. And then our second program, which is the heart of what we do, is our friendship program. So these are welcome teams of four to six people right now um, that commit to walk alongside a family for six months. So that starts by greeting them at the airport and then just being their friend, being the hands and feet of Jesus in their lives. This looks a lot 
of different ways. It can look very different. It can be going to the zoo, um, sharing meals, maybe helping their kid prepare for school, showing them where the bus stop is, just really being a friend, being someone that says, I care about you. I'm glad you're here. What can I do? Um, to make you feel more comfortable here and help you get situated. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so cool to hear all that Houston Welcome Refugees doing. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that kind of bleeds into like one of the things I wanted to talk about is like, you know, how is, I think that as a church and even as just Christians, right, we read mm-hmm. the Bible and Jesus was a refugee, right? Yes. Like um, he fled as a baby <laughs> out of Israel into Egypt. And it's one of those things that we we see brought up in the Bible not once but multiple times. And yes. so I think we as Christians have a call to help those that are refugees. And as a church, as we sit here and we have these conversations and our hearts are tugged, um, th- these are some great ways that we can get plugged in and just help and love on these people that are in need of love right now. Yes. Um the Bible says so many times to love the stranger, love the foreigner in your midst. They're here. The stranger is here. God has brought all the nations to Houston. We are such an ethnically diverse city. So it's a huge opportunity to step in and be obedient and love them well. And I hope that Houston, will, we've seen an out, uh, I don't know how I want to say that. Um, we hope that people will, will lean into that tug. God is calling them to this when they see stories and you feel God tugging in your heart. Get plugged in, reach out, see how you can get involved and love the refugee in our city. Yeah, I think that's such a call. And um, I really hope that um, you as the listener sitting there, um, that as you listen in on this conversation, as we talk about refugees, um, when we talk about the very specific issue right now of Afghan refugees, that your heart um, feels tugged. And I would encourage you to step up in some kind of way and figure out ways that you can get involved. Um, And so, yeah. Yes, and the first step to getting involved with Houston Welcomes Refugees is to attend one of our orientations. So our third program is actually community education, where we just seek to educate Houstonians and the local church on the refugee crisis. I think there's a lot of facts people miss out on, and I know five years ago, I didn't realize how many refugees lived in Houston. So go to our website and sign up for one of our upcoming orientations. They're online or in person. They're about one hour long, and they... um, go into detail on the refugee crisis, refugees in Houston, and how to get plugged in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So yeah, again, and I think that the great thing that I love about Houston Welcomes Refugees is that all three of the things we talked about, whether it is welcome kits, Mm -hmm. whether it's the friendship program, whether it's about education, there are three, like, whether you're the person who wants to dive in head first and is like, yes, the friendship program, I want to get involved, I want to go all out from the beginning, or you're the person that's a little afraid to dip your toe in the water um, and you just want to start off with an orientation. Let me learn a little bit more about this. Let me learn what this looks like um, and all that. And so I would just encourage you that don't go into the where you – I can almost guarantee that God, as you listen to this, is pulling – one of those really stood out to you. Mm-hmm. Follow God on that and see where that leads you. Yes, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah attend an orientation and just um, pray about it and see where God is leading you and step into it. Some of it can be uncomfortable. It's a time sacrifice. It can be a financial sacrifice to serve refugees, but that's when God moves us the most when we get out of our comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Well, is there anything else that um, you're wanting to plug or talk about uh, ways people can help out Houston Welcomes Refugees right now? 
Yes, we are always looking for volunteers to serve on our welcome teams, our move-in teams, and for people interested in donating those tangible items that refugees need. Um, So I would just encourage everyone, please attend one of our upcoming orientations so you can see how God um, is calling you to serve. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, as we wrap down this episode, um, I just want to remind everyone that if you're not, go ahead and subscribe with the podcast. We love hearing from y'all. Leave us a review. Um, you know, share us on social media. We love all that. We love the me- um, what we get to talk about here. Um, we love being able to support these nonprofits that we partner with and get their message out there. So just do both of us a favor and go share this message, um, whether that is on social media, whether that's word of mouth, whatever. Um, and then make sure you're following us on social media at Chapelwood underscore UMC underscore serving on Instagram and at CUMC serving on Facebook. We also have a TikTok now uh, where you can go watch little highlights of the podcast. Just search up your why on TikTok. You can find us there and also um, on YouTube at your why. And so um, as always, people, this isn't just a conversation between me and Hannah behind the mics. This is a conversation that we're inviting you into as well um, to find your why, to find your passion um, in serving. And so we'll catch you back here next week whenever Hannah's back on talking more about some personal stories of impact that she has seen within Houston Wellness Refugees. We'll see y'all then. Thank you.